Chapter and Verse News from your local libraries Free Seeds for Good Deeds from Carlo Library Have you heard that you can now get seeds from the library? Yes, that's correct. Seeds. For a limited time only, you can now request a free growing kit as put together by the guys at Grow It Yourself, a not-for-profit organisation helping you to grow, cook and eat well for a happier, healthier and more sustainable life. Each kit includes seeds for beetroot, carrots, salad leaves, peas and tomatoes, a guide to help grow them and a postcard and gift tags to help share them. Those who sign up also receive regular emails with growing support, video clips and ideas for how to grow it forward by passing on seeds, seedlings or produce in accordance with social distancing guidelines. As part of the government's Keep Well programme, this campaign is designed to help the nation eat well by inspiring and supporting people to grow some of their own food at home while connecting with friends and family and encouraging them to join in. This season of Bialtana, why not contact the library and request your free kit and get those fingers green, or even greener? Call the library on 059-9129705 or email library at carlococo.ie. Genealogy Workshop with Bernie Walsh Have you always wanted to trace your family history but didn't quite know where to start? Well then, you might be interested in this genealogy workshop with Bernie Walsh. In this introductory workshop on tracing your family history, Bernie, the genealogist with Carlo Library, will give lots of tips and useful resources to help you on your way. This workshop takes place on Zoom on Tuesday the 11th of May at 11am. Admission is free, but there is limited availability, so you will need to book in advance. Email library at carlococo.ie to secure your place. Healthy gut, healthy you. The human gut is more complex than previously thought and has a huge impact on whole body health. A healthy gut contributes to a strong immune system, heart health, brain health, improved mood, healthy sleep and effective digestion. And it may help prevent some cancers and autoimmune diseases. As part of its Healthy Ireland at Your Library programme, Carlo Library brings you this not-to-be-missed workshop for Bialtana. Gillian McConnell of Inside Out Nutrition is a qualified dietitian and specialises in digestive disorders. This will be a great opportunity for anybody interested in gut health or overall health, and there will be a Q&A session at the end of the workshop. This workshop takes place on Zoom on Friday the 14th of May at 11am. To book your place at this free event, email library at carlococo.ie. Bialtana at Carlo Library Bialtana is back for the month of May and Age and Opportunities Bialtana 2021 Festival, funded by the Arts Council Ireland and HSE Ireland, has gone virtual. For full details of all nationwide events, See Godfrey's Gospel according to Michael Godfrey Spare a thought for our taxi drivers. Thankfully, we finally have a roadmap such as it is, which sets out the reopening of our economy and a way for us to slowly get back to some sort of normality. 
but even with the latest announcements, some people will see little benefit for their businesses. I'm speaking about the taxi business, something we all take for granted unless we can't get one. For years we complained there weren't enough taxis. Then deregulation came in and suddenly there was no shortage of them, to such an extent that seasoned veterans complained it was becoming exceedingly difficult to make a livable wage without spending up to 100 hours a week in their vehicle. All that came to an abrupt end a little over a year ago. The economy shut down and even though there were times when people did need to avail of a taxi, with bars, restaurants and nightclubs closed, their business was decimated. I had reason to take a taxi in town last week, I'll have to admit the first in several years, and the driver, while welcoming the latest reopenings, wondered if they would make any real difference to his business. It has been very tough and I don't see it improving much either, he said. An important part of our business comes from entertainment and late night activities, but there will be very little of that. I don't know when if ever the nightclubs will return to normal. The man then told me there were days over the past year when he and his colleagues didn't make 20 or 30 euro, and that was after spending the entire day and late into the evening on the rank. Except for the odd pickup from a supermarket, there was practically no one on the streets, and nighttime was a complete disaster. There was nothing happening, but we all felt that if we didn't show up, there would be nothing at all for us when the economy opened again. Anyway, it's all some of us know, and we thought we may as well be sitting in the car on the rank as sitting in front of the television at home, the man stated. The cost of my fare was seven euro, bringing me from Potato Market to St. Mary's Cemetery. Some might say that was a lot for a couple of minutes in a taxi, but when you take the man's time, fuel, insurance and the use of the vehicle into consideration, I doubt there was very much by way of profit in that fare. People have expressed concern about using taxis because of the alleged high turnover of people in them during the pandemic. All I can say is the vehicle I used was spotless and the driver was suitably distanced from me. Again, a hidden cost that the public would not take into consideration. But the driver said that was the only way he and his colleagues could hope to remain in business. We have to do that. We can't take the chance of getting sick. If we do, however bad as things might be while we are working, that would be a complete disaster. We'd be out of business overnight. While any unwinding of the lockdown is to be welcomed, let no one be fooled. We will continue to feel the effects of the pandemic for a long time to come. That said, every little bit is an improvement, and even if we must wait a while to get a taxi when things return to normal, have some patience and don't begrudge the drivers taking that extra fare as they try to make up for lost time. Time to think with Father Paddy Byrne. A much brighter tomorrow. Former President Mary Robinson has joined more than 150 former heads of state and Nobel laureates in signing an open letter to US President Joe Biden calling for a people's vaccine to end the pandemic. India and South Africa have led the campaign which calls for intellectual property rights on COVID-19 vaccines to be waived so that production can be ramped up globally. The Biden administration is said to be considering a temporary waiver of World Trade Organization intellectual property rules during the pandemic. 
Former President Robinson has supported the campaign and has also called on EU leaders to put the collective right to safety for all ahead of everything else and come together to end this pandemic. The letter to Mr Biden says the waiver will save lives and advance us towards global herd immunity. It goes on to state... These actions would expand global manufacturing capacity unhindered by industry monopolies that are driving the dire supply shortages blocking vaccine access. Nine in ten people in most poor countries may well go without a vaccine this year. At this pace, many nations will be left waiting until at least 2024 to achieve mass COVID-19 immunisation. The poor suffer most in this pandemic. That's why a just and equitable distribution of vaccines is so important. Nationally over the last year, the news has developed its own irreversible template. 1. Government and NEFED representatives are invariably asked, when will X, Y or Z be happening? 2. The usual response is, we can't be specific because we don't know what the science will be telling us at that point. 3. But people need clarity and there's a breakdown in communication because they are not getting clarity. 4. We can't be specific because we don't know what the science will be telling us at that point. Acres of print and forests of trees have been sacrificed, repeating that same interchange in different ways. Exactly the same template is followed by politicians. Those interested in getting into power but haven't the responsibility of high office at present, and those who don't want to get into office and have the added luxury of building even bigger castles in the air. For both, it's about getting on television, and invariably, the sequence follows one, two, three, and four above. For the first lockdown, there was a certain novelty. We started baking, painting, or testing our green fingers in the garden. Then the flour and the paint ran out, or we started walking or phoning relatives and friends, exchanging experiences and worries about adjusting to the five-kilometre limit. After a while we realised that no one had any news, because no one was going anywhere and no one was doing anything or meeting anyone. And if we happened to meet someone, that person had no news because they were going nowhere and meeting nobody. So the same stilted conversation was about wondering how long the lockdown would last, when would a vaccine be available, when would schools open, when essential services like barbers would be back, and the unchanging response was, two above, we can't be specific because we don't know what the science will be telling us at that point. Even planning for the future became a nightmare. Almost everything had to be cancelled or postponed. Holidays, weddings, Christmas, evenings out, weekends away. And even if there were not, COVID-19 became the unquestioned excuse to put anything vaguely uncomfortable on the long finger. All that was reasonably possible was to grow hair and to expand the figure as the high points of the day became breakfast, dinner and tea, and even passing the fridge seemed beyond what a human condition could reasonably expect. A second lockdown came and went as did Christmas, and, as I write, a third lockdown is still in place. See 1, 2 and 3 above. But it's different now. The sky is clear and the sun is shining. Numbers contracting the virus are steadily going down. Deaths are decreasing. Numbers in hospitals and in intensive care have declined. Vaccines, despite the ups and downs of distribution, are being rolled out in huge numbers, and their effect will soon be felt. 
Suddenly, we have much to look forward to. Visiting family members, meeting friends for a coffee, going out for the day. Soon, the GAA football championship will be underway. Golf courses are open. Hairdressers will clip away to their heart's content. The breeze will carry the hum of children playing in a distant schoolyard. Simple everyday activities and pleasures that took COVID-19 to remind us about how pivotal to our happiness the ordinary bits of life can be. And the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. T.S. Eliot So greet the morning with a smile and enjoy whatever the day offers. Take the crest of whatever wave is available and go the extra mile. Don't heed the begrudgers and the naysayers with their own agendas of misery and gloom. Soon all will be well, and all manner of things will be well. Julian of Norwich